Well, week 17. Week 17, and here we are. Dancing queen. Bring on the dancing queen. Fun fact, Jason loves ABBA. ABBA, 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 ABBA. <laughs> Oh. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. So how are you doing this week? Uh, pretty good. I had a man after midnight, and I feel pretty, pretty, pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty flexible. Oh. With my schedules. Where was I at? Uh, I don't know, but uh, my joints are lubricated. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm quite limber. <laughs> well, um, this is a week of me not being at work. Yeah. I mean, it's been four days, but it's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. Um, took a care of a lot of things around the house, getting some stuff done. Yeah. Tomorrow, we head back to Pittsburgh for Memorial Day weekend. Yay! Yay! We haven't seen our family and friends since mid-December yeah, because of so COVID, so. That dang COVID. Well, we did see Jason's mom, dad, and brother. Yeah. So really, like, he got lucky. <laughs> oh. Um, Shush now. Shush now, child. Um, so that was, that's been... <sighs> You know, kind of what we've been doing. But since I've had not much to do, I mean, yeah, I haven't really had much to do. I've been binging random TV shows. Um, I was able to do a little bit more research than usual. 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 Yeah. So what are we going to dive into today? Well, I like to go back and forth between, like, women murderers and, and male murderers. Oh, yeah? Because I hate when it's just, like, all, like, you know, it was the husband. No, sometimes there's some crazy bitches out there. There's always crazy bitches out And there. this is the epitome of a crazy psycho bitch. Hey, y'all crazy bitch. Yeah, her name's Jody Arias. But Jody Arias. And I'm actually really shocked that Jason does not know who this was because it was all over the news for like years. It's the name of it. Of what? Of it. It? Her. Her. <laughs> yes, her name is Jody Arias. Yeah. Um, so, I got a lot of sort. well, okay, I, I used three big sources, but, um, there was a TV show on, um, Hulu, I believe it was Hulu, and it was called American, hold on, let me make sure I got the name right, it was like, it was a long one, it was, I think it was like two or three parts, but it was called, um, An American Murder History, Mystery, um, Jody Arias. Um, and then I also watched this thing inside the Arias trial on CNN. It was on YouTube. Um, I also started listening to this really awesome podcast, um, that I did not know about before this. It's called, um, Crimes of Passion. And, um, it was a two-part episode as well. So there's lots and lots and lots of stuff on this. I'm going to try to condense it into one episode. Is that the podcast you've been listening about with all the sex stuff on it? Yeah. Oh, that's just that's just wrong. I guess this podcast is just solely about like crimes of passion where, you know, someone gets crazy and pretty crazy. <laughs> 
the Pretty Crazy Podcast. Yeah, they get pretty crazy and kill people. Yeah, so um, we're going to talk about her. I learned about this trial when it was happening um, back in 2000. Well, I mean, okay, so she got arrested in 2008. I'll- All right, take off the hipster glasses. <laughs> no, but I'm going to say, like, it's been, like, really mainstream media. Oh. As an adult, like, I've seen a lot of it, you know, but um, I didn't know the the whole story until I watched the Hulu special, and it was really, really, really well done. So, um, I knew about that a couple months ago whenever I watched it, um, but then, I don't know, I just, just felt like this would be a good one to do, because she's crazy. Okay, how crazy is she? Okay. Well, let's start with... Um, the guy in the story. Okay. His name is Travis Alexander. Travis Alexander. Quit reading my notes. <laughs> I'm, I can't read from here. Okay. So, okay. I can see you looking at my computer. Well, yeah, because I ain't got nothing, nothing else to look at. Just look at my beautiful face. Oh. <laughs> okay, so, well, that's good that you can't read this. So, his name's Travis Alexander. He was born um, July 28th, 1977 in Riverside, California. Okay. Um, he had a really, really bad home life, um, with his parents. They were drug addicts, um, just terrible, terrible humans, basically. Um, but he moved in with his paternal grandparents, who were not bad people. Whenever he was 11, he ran away. Ran away to grandma and grandpa. Yeah. Um, so his dad's parents. And, um, in 1997, his dad died and his other seven siblings joined him. Oh. So they're a very big family, um, and his grandparents were Mormons. Okay. Um, that is the Church of Latter-day Saint, right? Yeah. They're the same thing. Okay. I always get a little confused because, like, they have two different names, but same thing. So, um, Travis worked his way up kind of from, you know, being in a really bad home life to, um, he became a motivational speaker and a salesman for this company called Prepaid Legal Services. It's like a multi-promotional. Um, uh, yes, I know. Do you know about, about them? them? Yes. Why do you know about them? I'm not going to say. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, Jason is aware of the prepaid. I am aware legal of services. their services and am aware of people that utilize their services. Oh. Okay. Um. We'll move on from that then. <laughs> but he worked his way up to basically an executive of the company. Yes. Which, it's like a multi-level marketing type of thing where, you yes, know, you get more and more people underneath you. It's not really a pyramid scheme. Yes, is it's... it? Is that the same definition? Like multi-level marketing and pyramid scheme? Multi-level marketing is its own definition now, but it is under the basis of pyramid scheme. Okay. Someday maybe we'll talk about pyramid schemes. We can, yes. We can talk about business fraud and stuff like that. Oh, business fraud. Maybe Jason will do an episode on business <laughs> fraud. We'll, we'll reverse the roles. Yeah. But, um, okay, so prepaid legal services, it's going to be referred to as PPL from here on out, um, which I accidentally wrote PLL um, the first time, and I was like, pretty little liars. <laughs> pretty little liars, well. But, um, no, it's prepaid legal services. And he was also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as we said, Mormon. Um, and this is very important to the story. Yes. So, Jody Arias, um, she also worked for PPL. And before we start, um, Jody, I, I need to show you like a picture of her. So, um, she 
is like this hot blonde. Okay. Like she, I mean, by definition, she's a hot blonde. I think she's pretty. She was very into like photography. She um, had a good body. Like she's pretty hot. Okay. She cute. Yeah. So she goes, so they're in Las Vegas. It's 2006. Um, September, she's at the conference, and then um, Travis is also at the conference, and um, through a friend, they they actually end up meeting, okay. and um, on the podcast that I talked about, the I, I didn't hear this anywhere else, but I might have forgot about it, or I didn't see it, but um, he was dating somebody else before her, um, before Jody, and she was like a nice, good Mormon and they actually ended up having premarital sex, and it, like, ruined their relationship. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that came from, because other things said, like, oh, no, he was definitely a virgin before he met Jody. But that's just what I heard, is that he had a girlfriend before, and then them having premarital sex kind of ruined everything. Okay. Um, but at this point, he's single. Yeah. And he meets Jody, and um, she's arm candy, you know, she's so... Arm candy. Right. You know, he's like, this is something that I deserve. Like, I would like a hot chick to walk around with me. Yeah. Um, so, Jody had a pretty seemingly normal childhood. Um, but during her court case, which we will get to, <laughs> um, she does disclose some childhood trauma, which may or may not be factual. Yeah. She could have been faking for the camera. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get there. A big part of this is is the actual court case. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. Anyone who knows this story, um, at least a little bit, the whole thing is basically her court case. Oh, okay. It's kind of like O.J. Simpson. Like, we know there's somebody murdered, but, like, the court case is what happens. <laughs> um, so she decides that she's, like, really, really into him and wants to be a part of the Mormon church. So... He actually is, like, a higher up in the church, too. So he baptizes her on November 26, 2006. So this is only two months after they met. Um, so she's going full force. Full force. Um, however, their relationship is insanely sexual. If you watch or read or anything about this, you will hear... It's it's just so like gratuitous. It's so much sex talk. Um, so if anybody's uncomfortable with that, like probably don't continue this episode. Because <laughs> um, you'll blow your load. It's uh, loads unload here. Well, okay. So so a lot of things that came out about what happened before the court case came out during the court case. So if it seems like I'm jumping a little bit, it's just because we didn't know information until. The court case. Um, But she did claim that on the night of her baptism, they had, like, really intense anal sex. And the reason they started with anal sex is because... um, That's what the good Lord provided. (laughs) Anything that's not P and V um, doesn't count. (laughs) Which... Let's talk about this for a second. It 100% counts as sex. Poles in the brown holes. (laughs) I think Only make tootsie anal rolls. Anal sex, oral sex. They have sex in the name. I think that they count. Poles and brown holes only make case, tootsie rolls, not case, baby rolls. Gay people would have never had sex ever. That's right. They don't. <laughs> Which they, I mean, they don't. Oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. Um, 
I, in they any, make love. They don't have sex. If anything, I feel like anal sex is just so much more intense than than just regular sex. So, I mean, when people start with that, it just really confuses me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get the whole thing of like a blowjob versus like actual sex, even though I still count it. Um, I do not think that anal sex should ever not be considered sex. <laughs> But maybe that's me. That's just you. That's just me. That's just you. Okay. So um, they began dating and um, she ends up... After that. Yeah, I guess they were dating during the... I don't... It's very confusing. During the anal sex? So they they weren't officially dating for a very long time. I think the official time they dated was only six months. But they maintained friends with benefits. Uh. Um, so she moved... She was in California. They did like a long distance thing. And then eventually she does move to Mesa, Arizona, which is where he's at. Okay. Um, he, that's where his Messy in Mesa. <laughs> Mesa, Arizona. Get messy in Mesa. I have no idea where Mesa, Arizona is. Uh, it's in the messy part. <laughs> um, but then after she lived there and apparently like she would just show up at his house all the time. It's in Arizona's butthole. I don't I think it's a nice place in Arizona. It's in Maricopa County, so that's the same county as Phoenix. Yes, I know where Maricopa County is. <laughs> um but so Okay, so anyways, she she lives there. She shows up at his place all the time. His friends fucking despise her. They said she is a psychopath. Watch out for her, bro. Yeah. But he was getting it pretty regularly and apparently they did some freaky shit, so Yeah. Maybe some form of, you know, sexual addiction, but... Yeah, bros are like, yo, Jesus wouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, Travis's more. friends stated they were not fond of Jody and found the relationship to be very tumultuous. Um, so the one show I watched on CNN, they interviewed David Hughes, which is one of his friends. And um, he said that he felt very uncomfortable around her. Um, and two other friends that they had... Um, they, like, told him, like, hey, like, you need to nip this in the bud. She's psycho. And apparently she was listening from in the hallway and, like, flipped out. But at the same time, if I heard your friends being like, you need to leave Melissa, I'd probably get pissed, too. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they're allowed to say what they're allowed to say. I know, but, like, you know, that maybe that's something that you would say in confidence where you're not in the same house. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, he, they were basically like, she's later. crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, I understand her being kind of sh- pissed about that. I would have been too. Um, but the big thing is that apparently she liked him so much more than he liked her. Oh, yeah. Like, all of her journals, like, she just, she just poured everything about him. Um, she was obsessed with him. Did she sing, like, Grease songs about him? You're the one that I want. Yeah, probably. Um, so, like I said, she was obsessed. Like, she started hacking into his Facebook. He was hacking into his voicemail. Like, anything just to know what's going on, if there's any other girls around him. And he was a decent-looking dude, too. Um, I mean, that's him. Eh. He's a, I mean, I think he's attractive. He looks like a a bro, but, um, I think he's attract. I mean, there there are levels of attractive that are, you know... More than average, I would say. Oh. So they broke up for good. You know, they were friends with benefits, but 
um, he ends up dating this girl named Lisa Andrews. Now, Lisa is, again, a very devout Mormon. Um, they're talking, like, the Mormons, they want to get married as soon as possible so that they can actually have sex and have kids and have a life together. Yeah. Um, so, like, he's starting to get, I think he's, like, 30 by this point. Yeah. So it's getting to the point where he's like, oh, shit, like, I'm just a single Mormon dude and it's going to look bad on me. So um, he starts dating Lisa Andrews. It's a very PG relationship. Yeah. Um, but Jody starts stalking him. Um, like I said, she logged into his Facebook and she is just infuriated about Lisa. She would show up at his house. Um, he also accused her of stealing his... Yeah, like this is a definition of a bunny boiler. Um, he also accused her of stealing his journal. Um, and when Jody was in the house, whenever he was out of town, this is like the craziest story that I heard. Um, Jody was in his house when he was out of town and his friends stopped by to, I don't know, hang out with their roommates or like maybe bring, like bring in mail or something. Walks in, she's in there baking cookies. <laughs> He's not even there. Yeah, I bought some cookies. And <laughs> like, that's just like, I don't know why they were there, but like she, and he had no idea that she was there. He, she yeah. was just fucking making cookies in his house. Yeah, but your bros have more rights to be there than your ex. Right, right. Um, so, they, uh, where are we at? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, um, so Lima, Lisa got an email. Okay, so Lisa is starting to get kind of like, on, like some shit's weird with your ex, but she got an email from an anonymous account. I don't know who that could be. Telling her she should be ashamed. Um, and... Who's God? It was God, a.k.a. Yeah. Jody. Um, so Travis had uh, slashed tires, and um, he went to get them fixed, and Jody followed him, and then he got off the exit to head towards Lisa's house, and his tires were slashed again that night. Uh-huh. Um, one of his roommates told Lisa that Travis was still having sex with Jody. I guess he was probably like, you're a nice girl. <laughs> He's still fucking the shit out of Jody. So she's like, you know what? We're done here. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to be involved in this. And I don't blame her at all. I mean, number one, he's cheating on her. And number two, like, this bitch is crazy. Like, he's not even... He is sticking his dick in crazy. Yeah. Um, it's not even just, like, a normal affair. Like, he's, like, literally the craziest person. Yeah. So um, they broke up in February 2008. But then Travis started dating Marie... AKA Mimi Hall. Um, and then Jody moved in with her grandparents in California. Um, his journals discussed that he was so glad that she moved back to California and really relieved that like she had given him some space. But then he went back to like texting and sexting and, and calling her. Um, it was very sexually charged. And Jody decides to record some of them that comes up later oh yeah um so as a 30 year old mormon he saw mimi as a potentially good spouse um early in 2008 jody and travis were going to go on a trip to cancun mexico for that um ppl um on june 15th however in april travis asked if he could change his traveling companion to a different female friend mimi oh so this is a very important culmination point right here so Jody and Travis engaged in phone sex. Yeah. And it's like a really, really, like the recording's out there. It is fucking steamy as shit. 
um, and a little degrading and everything, but that's what they're into. That's what they're into. Yeah. Um, but she recorded it without telling him. Oh. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, so on May 16th, Mimi decides to tell um, Travis that like he, she just doesn't feel the same way that he does and they can just be friends. So like they broke up technically, but he's like, you know, it's still come on the trip with me. Like, it'll be fine. We're friends, whatever. So then um, a huge fight erupted between Travis and Jody on the internet. Um, they didn't really say what it was about, but it was speculation that it was about the fact that she hacked his shit. And um, she might have told him that they recorded the phone sex. Oh. And, like, it might have been blackmail where, you know, if it gets out that he said any of the shit he said, he would be ruined as a Mormon. He'd be ruined as, you know, his job probably. Yeah. But he built this whole reputation on being, like, this really important person in the church and really important person and, you know, as a role model. And then, you know, sex tape le- leaks. Yeah. Um, so on May 18th, Jody, you know, is living with her grandparents in California, and their house is burglarized. Oh, no. One of the things missing is a twenty-five caliber caliber Colt pistol. Oh, lordy. Oh, no. Oh, no. The shoot- it's so weird. The shooter's gone. <laughs> um, and then a couple days later, um, early June... Jody had this plan that she was going to drive from uh, Eureka, California, which is where she lived, and she was going to meet her um, friend. I'm going to say friend, but it sounded kind of like a little bit more than friend um, in Utah because they were going to Salt Lake City for another conference. Well, um, this is where it all gets really crazy. Pretty crazy. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so here's the timeline. You ready for the timeline? I'm ready for the timeline. If I speak too fast, I'm sorry, but this is just so much information. Um, on June 2nd, between 1 and 3 a.m., Jody calls Travis four times, but um, he did not appear to reach. She did not appear to reach him. Um, but then after 3 a.m., Travis calls her. They spoke twice, once for 18 minutes and once for 41 minutes. Phone sex. Maybe. <laughs> or fighting. Yeah. Jody then called Travis back at 4 a.m. and they spoke for another two minutes. So it could have even been like one of them hung up on each other or they got disconnected, something like that. Yeah. At 8 a.m., um, Jody rented a car from a budget rent a car in Redding, California. Um, now, this is extremely, extremely north California. So it's closer to the Oregon border than Sacramento. So, like, we're talking pretty high up there. Yeah. Um, and if you look at it on a map, it is completely due west of Salt Lake City. So here's a map. I got a map for you. Oh, you got a map for me. Yes. Okay. So, whoop, go back up. Go back down. So she's up here. Yeah. And then Salt Lake City is right here. Yeah. And then um, L.A. And then L.A. is like almost parallel to Phoenix and Mesa. Okay. With Vegas in the middle. Yep. Okay. Um, this is important to me because I don't know much about Western geography. <laughs> I can tell you where everything's at on the East Coast, but whenever it comes to the West Coast, I'm sorry, Tupac. Um, <laughs> I don't rep the West Coast. So um, she was going to drive. So on June 3rd, she called her friend Ryan Burns, the one who was up in Salt Lake City, and um, confirmed that they were going to meet up for the, um, for the PPL. 
conference. Um, she also removed her cell phone battery to avoid being traceable um, oh, during some parts of this. Shady, shady. Um, oh, wait, where's the part? So she does stop. I don't know why I got rid of this line. Um, oh, okay. I missed, I missed a, a few lines. Sorry. <laughs> um, so she was going to visit friends in Pasadena, which is, you know, L.A. area. And then to West Jordan, Utah, which is, you know, up Salt Lake City. So basically she's taking a large V. And if she was going to go from Pasadena to Salt Lake City, you would pass through Las Vegas. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it would be a big V. I don't know why she'd ever go really, really south whenever you could just go completely east. But she went to go visit some friends. So whatever. So she drove from Eureka to Pasadena and then stopped in Salinas for a third gas can. Um... So before she left, she reached out to her ex-boyfriend, Daryl, to borrow two five-gallon gas cans. Um, She said the reason was so that she didn't have to stop as much along the way. Um, Knowing that a lot of it's desert, I don't blame her for this, but it is extremely suspicious. Yep. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I just think that it's better safe than sorry when you know you're traveling, traveling through, like, just wide open desert plains and you're an attractive you know young chick um so she stopped for a third gas can and then she stayed with her friend in pasadena for the one night while she's at her friend's house she dyes her hair very dark brown oh goodness yep (laughs) um this is whenever she calls travis so she must have been in his house at her friend's house in pasadena when she called him travi sorry i mixed that up a little bit um Oh, my timeline's getting a little mixed up, so I'm sorry. So anyways, so she leaves Pasadena and she takes her cell phone battery out. Um, She drives all night without stopping um, by using the gas cans. Um, She told her friend, or she told Ryan that she was going to go visit another friend in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. Or, this is where it got a little confusing because on one thing it said like she told him... That she was going to Mesa, but then another thing, she said that she got lost. So, the story's a little bit moldy. I don't know. (laughs) Moldy. Moldy. Moldy story. So, she drove all night. Um, She finally got there on June 4th at 4 a.m. Jody backed her car into the driveway, removed her front license plate, grabbed her overnight bag, and went through the unlocked door. Oh, so Jody claimed Travis was wide awake and happy to see her, but another account said that she snuck in. He asked why her hair was brown, and then he and he motioned her to join. So like, that one sounds a little bit more reasonable since it was four a.m. Like, hey, you know, what are you doing here? Why is your hair brown? <laughs> come on, come to bed. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I feel like that one just sounds a lot more reasonable. Um. Okay. <laughs> So then uh, next we hear she calls Ryan and tells her that tells him that she got lost and assured him that she would be there soon. Um, and then she called Travis and left a few voicemails. She arrived in Utah at um, 10.30 a.m. on June 5th. So all we know, you know, from is that she got to his house. He motioned to, you know, come sleep. And then yeah. she ended up in Utah the next day. Um you know, more than 24 hours later. 24 hours later. 
there's a reason they do these in two parts usually is because there's so much shit. <laughs> but I swear, this is getting the juicy part now. Okay. So just to put down this timeline a little bit more, Travis missed an important conference call um, on June 4th at 7 p.m. Okay. So between 7 a.m. or 4 a.m. and 7 p.m., everything transpired. Um, on... Okay, so we're going to fast forward a little bit more, um, and then we're going to go back in time again. So sorry that this gets confusing. Um, June 5th, she does meet up with Ryan Burns in Salt Lake City. Um, they attended business meetings. Um, the only thing that seemed different about her was that she was now a dark dark brunette, and she had cuts on her hands. Cuts on her hands. Okay. She tried claiming it was from work when she worked at like this bar, but then like that bar didn't even exist, and it was this whole thing. Um and then on June 6th, Jody drove west to California and called just Travis several times and left voicemail saying like, hey, you know, I just wanted to check in, but I'll call you later, um, knowing good and well that he was not going to answer. Um, when Jody returned the car, it had been driven 2,800 miles. It was missing floor mats and had red stains, but the car was cleaned by the company, so any evidence in that car was gone. Dang. Um, on June 9th, some friends worried about Travis. Um, it, this included Mimi. So Mimi was, she was worried about him because they were going to Mexico the next day. Yeah. And um, she had not heard back from him in about a week and their trip was scheduled and she was just really like. Anxious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she calls his friends. His friends show up and they have the code to the garage. Um, so the second they walk in there. It smells like death. Dead bodies. Um, I didn't put this in the notes, but this is really important. Um, his room, he had roommates. Yeah. Um, his roommates, they said like, yeah, we noticed a smell, but like, we didn't want to really bother him. Like, and we know that he goes out of town a good bit. And it was kind of a weird comment from the roommates. Like, you don't notice the rotting smell from, yeah. you know, a room that you haven't seen the guy. But they were like, he's out of town so often that, like, we knew he was going to Mexico soon. And, like, we didn't really put two and two together. Um, the only thing that one of the roommates said was weird was that the deadbolt downstairs was locked. Yeah. And, like, they never locked the front door. Yeah. Maybe they should. Um, I bet you after this, the roommates always locked their front door. Yeah. Um... So, the friends go in to the hallway of, like, his... It it sounded kind of like he had his own bedroom and, like, bathroom, but they all shared, like, a kitchen and everything. Yeah. Um, went into the hallway, and his body was discovered in the shower. There is blood everywhere. Everywhere. So, it's, like, puddled in the hallway. It's all over the bathroom. Oh, man. It's... Ooh, terrible. Um, so at 1027, Mimi makes a 911 call. In the call, um, his friends mentioned that Jody was a possible suspect when the dispatcher asked if anybody, you know, if they thought anybody would hurt him. Yeah. Um, like I heard part of the 911 call and she was like, um, she's like, it could have been his ex-girlfriend, Jody. Like, she's crazy. <laughs> um, so apparently, like, and then she said, like, he was being stalked and his car's tires were slashed. Um... So, I mean, if anyone's going to do it. Yeah, it'll be the soccer. Right? Yeah. Um, so, he was found with 27 to 29 stab wounds. No, 28, you know. <laughs> um, I can figure that. A 25 caliber gunshot wound to the head. 
and his throat was slit um, from ear to ear with his carotid artery, carotid artery, his trachea and jugular all slashed. Damn, son. Yeah, that's according to the medical examiner. And he had defensive wounds on his hands, which means he fought back. Yeah. Um, Detective Flores, um, he was the detective assigned to this, arrived on scene and noticed that the bed was unmade, despite literally everything else being in place besides blood being everywhere. Yeah. Um, so they're like, hey, you know, where the fuck did these sheets go? Yeah. Um, and so they are able to uncover a digital camera in the washing machine. It oh, was man. it was damaged, but they were able to get all the pictures off that were deleted. Okay. And these pictures tell a tale. So what basically, happened, here's Smelly? the whole timeline of how Travis died horribly. So um, at 1.40 p.m., Jody and Travis, there's very sexually suggestive photos. They're naked. They're doing stuff. Um, and then there's just a photo shoot that goes on. Uh, the last photo showed... Tra- the sh- last photo that showed Travis alive was taken in the shower at 5.29 p.m. Oh, no. She knew she was going to do it. Oh, my God, yes. Um, and the following photos showed an individual bleeding on the bathroom floor. Oh, no. So these pictures, like, there's, like, some with him, like, standing in the shower and the rain coming down. And she's, um, she was a photographer, like, for, like, her hobby. Oh, okay. So, like, they did, like, a photo shoot and, like, blah, 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 blah. And, um... There's a handprint on the wall with two people's blood mixed into it, and a long brown hair is in the middle of the blood on the crime scene. Like, she did not cover this up fucking at all. She really thought about, like, the gas cans and taking her cell phone out, but not, like, I don't know, the pools of blood. Yeah, forensic evidence. <laughs> and the can Take the camera with you. What yeah. is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, so, um... On July 9th, Jody's birthday, she was indicted by Maricopa um, for first-degree murder. She was arrested. Because, um, I mean, come on, bro. So what when did she, she do it? <laughs> well, here, here, here's where it gets even more circusy. Okay. So, in her interview tape, she does the craziest shit. She does yoga. She sings. I mean, like, this was... This is kind of why this case was so big, was her interview tape yeah. is so weird. Huh. Um, she's just being just weird. Batty. Um, okay, so here's her first story. First story is that she hasn't seen Travis since April. Huh. Oh, I don't know. I was, in, I was driving to Salt Lake City at the time. You can check my phone records. <laughs> Except for the sex on the, the camera. Well, I they pull that up and she's like, oh, fuck. Um, second story. Um, so, yeah. So, the, she said that one first. And they're like, well, we found the digital camera. And she's like, shit. Second story. Saying that she was there, but two intruders broke into his home, murdered him and attacked her, um, and said, you know, you need to go or else we're going to kill your family. Oh. So, she escaped. Didn't call 911 as soon as she got to the car. Nothing like that, you yeah. know. Because she was scared. She was scared. Um, she took this to the press on a, an inside edition saying, no jury is going to convict her of this murder. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what really happened according to the crime scene and the pictures. So this is like the actual, um, what the 
detective believes exactly what was what happened. Yeah. So they slept in until 1 p.m., um, but Travis's roommates were home, so um, they locked the doors. Jody braided her hair into pigtail braids and did a strip tease for him. Um, when <laughs> I don't know why. Thank that, you, officer. I don't know why that was important. Um, when naked, she handed him the camera, and um, Travis started taking pictures of her. And then Jody told him it was her turn, so she started taking pictures of him. At five fifteen, he started to clean up, you know, from the sex and everything. Um, from the sex, from, from the sex, and um, he got in the shower. So Jody went downstairs, checked to make sure the roommates were gone, and then locked the deadbolt. Yeah. Um, she then called the dog over, and sectioned him off um, from the house with like a with like a dog gate. Yeah. Um, and then she went to the kitchen, grabbed a knife, and tucked it into her pants. And then she went back up to his room, closing the double doors. But how could she tuck the pa- the knife into the pants with that booty, though? <laughs> Wouldn't they cut off that booty, I, though? I don't know. That's I don't know how they would know that they tucked it into her pants, but I guess to hide it from him. So she grabbed the digital camera and went to the bathroom. And she snapped, like, a few pictures, you know, like, of him with the shower. And these are, you know, these are released camp pictures. Yeah. Um, she asked him to sit down um, and look at the lens, and they think that she did this so that he could get on her level. Yeah. And she reached over and plunged the knife into his chest. Oh, no. Um, he tried to push her away, and then they fought over the blade, which is how they got the, you know, the defensive wounds. Yeah. So blood is spurting out of his chest, um, and he keeps you know, trying to get away from her, and that's how the blood got all over the bathroom. Um, but he collapsed in the hallway, and she just kept stabbing and stabbing and stabbing and stabbing. Huh. She kicked him in the face and then took the knife and slashed him from ear to ear. Yeah. Travis went limp, so she dragged his body back into the bathroom, sat him up. Yeah. I don't know if she... I don't know if he was sat up. Or dragged him back in the bathroom and then grabbed the gun and shot him in the head. Huh. Gun's a little overkill. A little. <laughs> um, she loaded the sheets and camera into the washing machine and dropped in a cup of bleach and turned it on. She went upstairs and packed. Um, so they, their one picture, it's really, really hard to see, but you can see him on the floor and then a pant leg, and they assume that this is whenever she was dragging him. Oh. Um, so that's the gruesome fucking murder part of this. That is. She went apeshit on him. Oh, she did. Okay, so, this is the trial part. Yeah. Um, for the trial, that, that blonde that you saw, let me show you what she looked like during trial. Nothing at all. A little different, yeah. Yeah, so she um, has the dark, dark hair. She has wispy bangs. She has, like, you know, these really ugly glasses on um, so that she can look more... Nerdy and, like, yeah, like innocent Oh, librarian. no, I definitely couldn't have done that. Oh, my God, yeah. I loved him. Um, so, during the... Tr- the Basically the, opening... the opposite of not another teen movie. <laughs> right. Like, oh, no, she has glasses and paint Jamie's on her Jamie's got overalls. a gun. <laughs> Um, it's a banana split. <laughs> that movie is so great. <laughs> um, during the trial's opening arguments, the prosecutor is Juan Martinez. Um, he sought the death penalty. He's like, this lady is psycho. She needs a death penalty. 
Um, Jody was represented by Kirk Nurmi and Jennifer Wil- Wilmot. Um, and they are now claiming that it was self-defense. Yes, she did murder him, but it was in self-defense. Because 20, we'll say 8 stab wounds, a gunshot to the head, and his throat being slashed is definitely what you do for self-defense. Yeah. Um, so, um... She didn't have, you know, a broken arm or anything or, like... Yeah, no, just... Just just the slash wounds on her head. Yeah. Um, so they decided, the defense decided to blame the victim to prove that he wasn't perfect, which, um, I'm just going to preface this by saying I am not blaming him. He does not deserve to be murdered. He was probably a piece of work. I mean, he cheated on multiple girlfriends with her. Um, he pretended to be this great Mormon and he was not, um, but that doesn't give anybody the right to murder you. (laughs) um but they decide to paint him out to be a complete monster in this well they try to it doesn't work very well um so they called a friend of the stand to ask if travis was a virgin and if he was happy about that um she's like yeah he definitely was and i'm like what who are you even why is he on this person on the stand um and then uh if their sexual secret got out it might ruin his religious lie so, um, they kept calling her his dirty little secret. And all yeah. I can think of, I'll keep you my dirty little secret. <laughs> um, but then, um, so in order to kind of like show that, you know, he was a much different person in private, they played a lot of their sexually explicit conversations that were recorded. Um, he did say some shit that was a little weird. Um, the one thing he said that like when she moaned, she sounded like a 12 year old losing their virginity. Ah, yes. And I mean, that was gross. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't understand why anybody would say that. Or know what that would sound like. (laughs) Or know what it would sound like. Um, and no way am I saying that he, you know, molested 12 year olds, but like, he clearly was thinking. Ah, uh, yes, you sound like God when it gives birth. Like, it was just a very weird sentence. But besides that, I mean, he did, like, kind of, like, call her a whore. Like, they did very aggressive sex. But um, as I've studied a lot of, like, psychology behind sexuality. And just because you call somebody a whore in the bedroom doesn't mean you really think that person is a whore necessarily. I mean, you might. Yeah. But it might just be your little kink. Yeah. As long as the other person is consenting, you know, it's it's not Go necessarily it. that big of a deal. Let your freak flag fly. Right. Um some people like, you know, getting spanked and it's it's just their own personal cup of tea. Um and it kind of sounded like she was okay with it because she kind of just kept it going. I mean, she'd sneak into his house and fuck him. <laughs> I'm your 12-year-old dirty little secret. Oh. Um, and, I mean, also from a psychological thing, I mean, if he had a really bad childhood, that could also be part of it. Yeah. You know? So, not trying to make it okay that he said that sentence, um, but... So, the defense tried saying that this was the last man in her long line of sexual harassment. Um, she said her dad got really angry and rough with her he would shove her in a furniture um while her mom is sitting in the gallery she said my mom was also abusive she would use a wooden spoon on me 
Like, just anything to be the victim. Yeah. Which everybody else said that she lived a pretty normal childhood. Um, so, um, she said that she loved Travis despite that he was abusing and controlling. Um, but then he said, like, on her, the night of her baptism that he bent her over the bed and had anal sex with her. And she said she felt like he used toilet paper. Uh, but they continued to date pretty heavily right after that. She even moved to Mesa, Arizona. Just like me and Charmin. <laughs> um, text from Travis, like they showed on the screen, it sounded like she was like a sex slave. Again, dominating things happen. Like, do, do what you gotta do. Um, she accused him of being a pedophile, um, but there was really no... Basis other than that claim. Right. There was nothing else yeah. about it. Um, when asked, you know, why she said she was definitely not going to be convicted, you know, when she said that, um, she said she planned on committing suicide, but then um, decided not to. But she was like, I couldn't be convicted because I knew I was going to kill myself. Yet here the bitch still is. Um, <laughs> prosecution. I love whenever people say that. They're like, I was going to kill myself because I did this. No, you, you would have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she went through the details, said that he called her an idiot and body slammed her after she dropped the camera. So they're doing the, the photo shoot and she dropped it and he was like, you're a toddler. You know, a five-year-old could hold the camera better than you could. Oh. Um, so he like grabbed her and body slammed her. So she ran to the closet and shut the door. She grabbed the gun she kept in the closet and pointed it at him. Then he grabbed her and the gun went off. Okay, well, big problem here is there's forensics. And the gunshot is not what killed him. Yeah. They can tell which stab wound happened at which time because of hemorrhaging. They can tell that his throat was slit well after the stab started. And they can tell that the gun was post-mortem. <laughs> Plus, how are you going to aim at John Cena? I mean... <laughs> doo, doo, doo. He body slams her. Um, and he was shot, like, in the, in the temple. So, like... No. Yeah. Um, they get the distance... Yeah, like, okay, you, you both, you know, grappled for the gun, and he happened to get shot in the temple, like, yeah, at was, close range. He lost the knife fight and the gun fight. Like, Jesus. To an underbound woman. And he was a, a, I mean, you saw him. He yeah. was a pretty fit dude. Um, and she was a very slight girl. Um, so, prosecution says that the Travis, oh, okay, so that's, like, the defense. So, prosecution is, like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> Um, says that the tra- the gun was not Travis's. He never owned a gun. It was her grandfather's that was miraculously stolen a couple of weeks beforehand. Yeah. Um, and Jody says she doesn't have any memory of stabbing him, but just remembered that she dropped the knife and she screamed and she didn't remember a lot of moments. Um, defense called a psychologist to the stand and said that there is a fog and amnesia due to PTSD. Um, and another psychologist said, oh yeah, she was definitely in an abusive relationship. Um, and then also she was on the stand for like a whole month straight. Yeah. So like she was the star witness here. Um, and, um, Martinez pointed out that she was 100% a liar. She lied about her story how many times, like every time something changes, she, you know, got the gas can. She took the cell, like her battery out of her cell phone. She, you know, did all of this stuff to cover her tracks. That is premeditation of the highest form. Yeah, absolutely. So in Arizona, this is super awesome. In Arizona, the jurors can ask the witness questions. Yeah. 
there's only a few places that do this and Arizona is one of them. So they ask questions like, how is it that you were so calm on the television interviews? What is your understanding of the term skank? <laughs> um, if you didn't want to be tied to a tree, why did you go find a tree? There was like this whole thing about like her getting tied to a tree and fucked by the tree, whatever. And then why did you wait so long to tell the truth? And do you think you would have told the truth had you not been arrested? Yeah. Um, you know, very important questions, but it kind of shows the jury is, you know, one way. Yeah. Um, a rebuttal witness for the um, prosecutor was a clinical psychologist who um, did tests for 14 hours, diagnosed her with borderline personality disorder, oh, yeah. which pretty, pretty apt right there. Yeah. Um, she had a sense of unstable um, immaturity, and yeah. um, but the defensive psychologist said that the clinical psychologist who diagnosed her with that didn't know how to administer the test properly. So like basically he said, she said, you're a bad psychologist. No, you're a bad psychologist. Ooh, call me a bad psychologist. <laughs> uh. But based on her actions, 100% borderline. Well, yeah, there's something wrong with her. Um, so the question becomes premeditation. Was this something that, you know, while they were canoodling, did she just stab him and go crazy? Or did she premeditate this? I don't understand how anybody did not see premeditation in this. Um, the closing argument is basically she was a manipulator. She lied defense really pushed the self-defense okay so the fact that the dog was mm -hmm. like rubbed off that's pretty there meditation because so... because the knife could have been next to the bed like theoretically yeah. like you use it for role play okay? yeah let's just say that's that's what it's mm -hmm. used for that's the argument that it's useful so the dog being you know cornered off and the deadbolt being locked yeah i think those are two very important yeah. things and it's and you know gas cans is is proof that she has to get there like she doesn't want there to be a trace of her being there like so like we we normally don't care if big brother sees where we are right if you're not doing anything if we're not doing anything wrong, wrong in the yeah. big scheme of things uh, we might care if our significant other finds out about other things. I feel like premeditation... Things, but even, she doesn't have a significant other. I think premeditation even, you know, goes beyond that. Um, you know, even if it was a day before and they got into a fight, she stole her grandfather's gun weeks yeah, early. that's true. And brought it with her to his house. Yeah. Um, which just happened to fall after he said, hey, I'm taking this other chick on this cruise with me. Yeah. Or this trip with me. So I feel like premeditation dates back all the way to May 18th rather than, you know, even the same week. But that's, that's, uh, premeditation for who? Like, is that premeditation for the girl that he's dating or for him? Like, so, so premeditation doesn't split down for any type of murder or does it split down for just murder in general? I mean, I like think... Like, if, if I were to say, like... Oh, I don't care who she's screwing. I'm going to kill her. Let the other guy go. It's not his fault. Yeah. He's just getting his. Well, I mean, I think... But then... Had she got to his house and, and the girl was there, I think she would have definitely killed the chick, too. Well, yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying, like, if her plan was that she was going to kill the other chick, but then she ends up just killing the guy... 
Well, I mean, you can't... So here's the thing. Like, you can prove premeditation by going backwards. You can't really prove somebody's mind at this time that they're doing the thing. Yeah. So all we can know is that she pretended that a gun was stolen and that gun was used in the murder of somebody. Which so, shows premeditation to so a So what fault. I'm saying is that I have a gun instantaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kill whoever I'm going to kill in that moment. Yeah. If you so I think that if you had a carrying permit and you always carried that gun with you, that could be second degree. Yeah. But the fact is that she made it like the gun was stolen so yes. that she could then use it. Yes. Um there was something definitely going on with that. Um even if you don't use that part, it just definitely shows that her, she was manipulating things weeks in advance. Yeah. Even if you take that completely out, I think that her premeditation definitely goes to like even like you said, five minutes beforehand, roping off the dog. Yeah. Um, so I mean, even if you don't want to say that, you know, maybe she's gonna just pop into Mesa, Arizona, just to give him a quick, you know, fuck, and then head up to see the other dude. I mean, maybe. And she didn't want to be traced. Or what if I have a stalker and I'm also a stalker <laughs> of someone else? Okay. So I have a gun for, that I've stolen for my own personal protection. But yeah. I realized that I've stalked this crazy chick. But a crazier ex-boyfriend has stalked me. <laughs> okay. Yes, I've had this happen to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But he's got a gun. I need a gun now. So I go and steal this gun. I end up killing this dude because I thought he was going to kill me. That's self-defense, right? But well, that was premeditation. You're you're really just trying to take this as far as possible. I am because I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> I it would depend on on evidence and you know yeah. anything. If up to he that had point. a gun, he was on my property, probably. Yeah, but it also probably. depends like how you shoot him. Like, do you shoot him? If uh, he got one off. And then I shot at Well, him. if you shoot him in the back, I mean, yeah, that's usually, know. you know, so it, it yeah, it's very, very technical. I know. I know. <laughs> and I can't pretend like I know all the answers. I know. Um, okay, so she gets 15, 15 hours later, they reach a verdict. Um, first degree, guilty. First degree murder is guilty. So premeditation was Why proven. Why take that long? I mean, usually they take... I mean, they don't come back in an hour, usually. Oh, wow. um, they could have been, was it second degree or first degree? Ah, okay. Um, she does do an interview immediately. She doesn't talk to her lawyer. She doesn't go talk to her family. She does an interview for Fox 10 and says it was unexpected, but she'd rather get death than life. Oh. Well, that changes. Um, so there were a couple mistrials about the sentencing to see whether she gets death. And after, I think it's two mistrials of, you know, the sentencing, then a judge gets to decide and the judge decided on life um, because it was deadlocked 11 to 1 in the last um, mistrial. Oh. So if one person doesn't believe in the death penalty, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Um, so the, the judge decided to do um, life without parole. Um, and... Yeah, that was April 13th of 2015. Oh, five so years. Very, pretty recently. Um she is still in the prison as we speak. Um and after I guess after she uh got life, she was like that's what I wanted actually. So like she was trying to play like reverse psychology. Yeah. Like, "Oh, please give me death." You know what they should do? They should put her in the stockades. 
And then they should put her in the men's prison. Oh, my God. <laughs> and give her what she wants. <laughs> I mean, what do you think about I, that, Belly? What do you think about that? Is, that? I think that's a definition of cruel and unusual punishment, but... Depends. Well, I don't know. I Depends. don't know how she'd feel about being stabbed 28 times and then her throat slit and then shot in the head and then, you know, being personally degraded. On... Oh, I thought we were talking about being killed. Stabbed 28 times. I I was, like, in the... um so that's the jody areas case oh good times good times good times ah good times indeed so what were your thoughts on that uh yeah she crazy but uh she might have my baby oh my god she uh, whenever I, i i mean i heard about her and i knew like the whole thing about her you know dressing you know modestly and having the wispy bangs and but, like, I did not realize, like, how brutal of a murder that was. Like, that is an extremely brutal murder. It is. And that is some serious fucking rage built up. Yeah. She, uh... <coughs> she killed a man. More of a man than I could. More more man than I could. <laughs> um, so... That was a pretty heavy episode. That was pretty heavy. And I got through a lot of information in an hour. Yeah, you did. That's a a pretty long episode. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they usually do two or three or even four parts. But, um... She did 28. (laughs) She did 28 stab wounds. Um, so to bring up the mood from Crazy Bitch Murders... Okay, it's Jason's special corner time. (laughs) Welcome, sit on my knee. Come on, kiddos. Have a seat with me. Oh my gosh. Bouncy, 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 so, bouncy, um, bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. What would you like to talk about this week, sir? Uh, I think one of our conversation topics is going to be, ironically, worst dates ever. <laughs> so. Jason, who, why don't you start? Oh, okay. You don't need to say names. So, I, I don't care. Because uh, her name starts with a song. That I think is done by the police. Uh, Roxanne? She turns on the red light. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think I knew that. Turn on the red light! Roxanne! And they, they do it exactly like that. That was not off pitch at all. <laughs> okay? So all of you critics, you can, you, you can shove it. Okay? So, uh... Yeah, uh, we, uh, you know, as a larger dude myself, I am open to all sorts and types of female companions, <laughs> but just don't lie about what you look like, right? Like, right. Yeah. I need Cat to know, I need to have a picture of what I'm going to <laughs> okay, so walk yeah. us through what happened. All right, so I have to go to a part of Pittsburgh that I've never been to before. Was it Squirrel Hill? Yeah, but a part of Squirrel Hill that I've never oh, been to okay. before. And uh, it's actually next to, like, down the street from the Roman Bar. Oh, mm. so, like, best uh, place in the world. Yeah. So uh, parking there... Is terrible because like I couldn't park in that mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, I had to park. Yeah, because it was much further down. Yeah, it was much further down. So p- 
parking was terrible, and I park, like, behind this bank, and I'm, like, feeding the meter, like, I swipe a card, and, uh, I'm like, oh, God, how long am I gonna be here? And I'm like, alright, hope it goes really well, so I pay, like, five bucks to park. Alright, that, that's a lot of time in Squirrel Hill, like, that's, that's a good bit of time. Back then, I mean, I think they changed well, it now that it's not Yeah, that's probably, that might not be a lot of time. <laughs> but, but then... Then I go there. And uh, for you uninitiated to the ways of the Jason, I always keep a deck of cards in, in my my uh, pockets in case dates don't go very well. So here I am, pockets weighed down, with my wallet, keys, phone, deck of cards. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, ready to go. Walking downhill from this bank. I text text her, see if she's she's there. She's like, Yep, I'm here. And I'm I'm sitting in this bank across from the place, like just waiting because I'm there super early because, you know, I didn't know how long it would take me to get through Pittsburgh traffic because, you know, yeah. I have to go through two almost two tunnels. No, definitely two tunnels, because you would have went through Fort Pitt and Squirrel Hill. No, I, I got on the exit. Oh, okay. Right before the okay. right before the Squirrel Hill tunnel exit. So So yeah. Cause uh, yeah, I know the squirrel hill is right before. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's right before the tunnel. Yeah, so so then I uh, I I'm sitting there staring across, and I'm like, oh, please don't let that be her. <laughs> please don't let that be her. It it was her. So so <laughs> well, uh, wait to 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 just put a little pause. Put a pause. I am not a skinny person. You're Jason is not a fat hater by any means. Yeah, yeah. So don't 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 get that idea, ladies. Don't don't, don't think gentlemen. that he is fat shaming. I'm not fat shaming at all, and it's it's not. It's it's more about shape, and it <laughs> it's it's about how you present it. You present it and carry yourself, and like the aura about yourself. Like if you're frumpy, you're frumpy. Yeah. If you're if you're bubbly, like I've I've dated a lot of of heavier women that have been the bubbliest people in the world, okay, like just super happy, super peppy, like life can't get you down, and that's that's great, like that's that's something you want to be around and something you want to be a part of, right? So what did she look like? I don't think you've ever explained this. To so me. yeah, so okay, so you know the. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Dodgeball? Yes. The the Russian chick with the unibrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's her basically oh, with the, except she doesn't have a unibrow because she yeah. waxed it. But like that's her and like uh, uh, without the curls. Yeah. Without the curls, but just like straight straight down hair, and then you know the rest is like normal and. I try not to dwell in it too much. But anyway, so I say hi. You know, how you doing? I get a, hi. <laughs> good. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. You know, I just had a you know, rough drive in. You know, couldn't find a place to park. Yada, yada, yada. Typical Jason self. Trying to be a little sociable, a little, little awkward, you know. Uh, stuff like that, you know, little, little icebreakers, tell a few jokes, you know, stuff like that. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I am not hard to talk to. There are random people that will talk to me. 
at parties and stuff. And I I I don't know. Like just this this person that talked to me online for like hours could just not talk a single word to me <laughs> at all. It's a tired night. And I can understand nerves nerves. But like that's why Jason has a deck of cards. Mm. Play a little game. And keep keep your mind off of it and then so like, oh what kind of card games do you know? I don't know any. <laughs> uh uh, do you know, do you know, blackjack? Do you know how to count to twenty one? We can play twenty one. No. Do you know go fish? No. <laughs> do you know rummy? No. Do you know war? War? No. Uh, do you know match? No. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll teach you match. It's 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 really easy. Okay, so. So we take these cards, put them out, and we try to find pairs. If they look the same, then you found your match, okay? It's good. You match them up, matchy, matchy, good, good, good. So I gave her, I split the deck in half, half a deck, half a deck. We each take turns picking, trying to match our decks. Playing memory. While our pizza cooks. And, uh... Another off-putting thing is that Melissa's going to hate, because this kind of digs into Melissa's personality as well, is... So we're ordering a pizza. And, uh... So what would you like on your pizza? I don't care. Anything is fine. (laughs) I'm like, ah, okay, okay. And I order one of the specialty pizzas, and she's like, I'll have half... With pepperoni. <laughs> and well, just pepperoni. So, so to be fair, if you ask me what I want on a pizza, I would tell you I don't like most pizza toppings except for pepperoni. Yeah, that's sausage. fine. You, But tell me what you want. Tell me what you don't want. Yeah. Be, be, be. <laughs> like, I don't think I would be like, pick anything because literally every bone in my body would be like, no fucking way, that's, dude. That's fine. But it's like, but it's. And if anybody doesn't know here, Jason will eat. <laughs> Literally anything on a pizza. It's 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 upsetting. Um, and I seldom get anything besides well, so that's, sausage. That's why I asked that's why I asked her. Right. Like what what kind of pizza would you like? I let her choose the place and everything. She said she liked the place and she goes there often. Cause it yeah. her, no knowing what I know now, it's just a ways down from her apartment. How was the pizza? shitty okay but uh yeah so got the pizza it was bad and i didn't even even want to take it home or take it with me or take it so so i get the pizza i have like two slices of this really thin burnt pizza burnt ass pizza ass pizza yeah it's ass pizza and and i go there and she's like oh what what do you want to do now and i was like oh okay we, we could just walk around or whatever well i don't really feel like walking through squirrel hill because the hills are yes hilly yeah it's so i'm like all right we and she's like we could go back to my place so i was like sure why not 
This couldn't get any worse, <laughs> could it? And that's my John Mulaney impersonation. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. So, we go back to her place, and I find out what she does for a living. And shout out to all you nurses out there. You're doing a great job through COVID. So proud of you. She's a caretaker. That's great, great job and everything. But... It came off as she wasn't really a caretaker, but more of a scam artist of the government because she didn't take care of her mother. She, she, uh, just said she did, just said she did and collected a check. So that was uh, a little off-putting. So there's that. And then there's a... Uh, then, do you want to go up to the roof? Not really. <laughs> Can I just go home now? <laughs> no, not yet. You can't. And I, I just tried to kill time, so I... She didn't say that, but I... And I obviously didn't go home until it was appropriately time to be tired. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my uh, worst date. Yeah, that was a pretty bad one. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. So, Melissa, what was your worst date? Um, well, I have a couple of really quick runner-ups. Okay. Um, so one, I met this guy and. He belittled me for my political views. Yeah. Like, literally within 10 minutes of talking to him. He called me an idiot. And um, even though he was still living at his parent in his parents' house, did not have a car, um, he called me an idiot, you know, which yeah. was funny. You're um, an idiot. Another one, um, this was right before I met Jason. Like, right before I met Jason. Um, this guy, like, was like, oh, you know, like, want to hang out? Um so I went to his apartment and he's like, we're going to like, we can get like some food and we'll just listen to some music or watch a movie or something. Whatever. Fine. He seemed nice. Um, well, he refused to get any beer. Like I only drink Miller Lite. That's the only beer I can even stomach. He refused to get that for me. He got some fucking IPA, which I think, shout out to all you people who like it. I think IPAs are one of the grossest things on the planet. I also don't like lettuce, so you really can't take my opinion on anything. Um, but, like, I would rather never drink alcohol for the rest of my life than finish an IPA. That is how much I despise them. So he would not buy anything that was not an IPA. Um, he had a vintage record player, which he would only play the shitty unknown band on. Like, he was a definition of a hipster, and, like, hipsters just piss me off. Um, hey, no. Like, I mean, I, I've liked bands that aren't big, but, like, I don't go, like, oh, you wouldn't know this band. Like, God, shut the fuck up, dude. Um, another guy, this wasn't a date, but he told me that he thought Raiders of the Lost Ark was a real story. I just wanted to throw that in there. So, that is that. That is that. Anything else you'd like to add to this very oh, long episode? Oh, man. No, I think, I think, uh... 
That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for Jason's Jason's weekly corner. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can hop off my knee now. You're pretty heavy. You guys, guys and gals, all you cats and kittens. <laughs> all you cool cats and kittens. Cool cats and kittens. Um. Well, I enjoyed your question. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry that my story was so yeah, much darker than yours. Too much time. Yeah. Well, you're you took it dark both times. Oh, that's true. Um. But yeah. Um. I guess until next week. Until next week, my week will be bright. Yeah. I'm going to keep it bright, kids. Keep it bright. We're going to enjoy our time in Pittsburgh. It is Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. It's going to be cold here. Memorial. Memorial Day. <laughs> well, we'll talk to all, to all of you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.